The following presentation is from North Pine Baptist Church. We trust that it will help you learn more about God and His message for the world. For more information and to connect with us, visit npbc.org.au. Says the Lord of hosts. 
so that it will leave them neither root nor branch. But for you who fear my name, the Son of Righteousness shall rise with healing in the spring. You shall go, shall go out leaping like calves from the storm. And you shall tread down the wicked, for they will be ashes under the soles of your feet on the day when I act, says the Lord of hosts. remember the law of my servant Isaac, the statutes and rules that I commanded him and his followers. Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the great and awesome day of the Lord comes. And he will turn the hearts of fathers to their children and the hearts of children to their fathers, lest I come and strike the land with a decree of utter destruction. Is that what you hoped God would say? Is that what you expected God would say? Did you hope that there'd be a message pointing to a day in the future? A day that will be like no other when God will come and justice will be experienced on the earth. Is that what you hope for? Is that what you expect? Now God does not reveal for his people. He doesn't reveal to us when that day will be. There is no date set, but he does say what can be expected of that day. You know, in Malachi chapter 4, verses 1 to 6, tells us two things of what can be expected on that day. It'll be a day of destruction, and it will be a day of delight. Both things speak to the same day. The important thing for us to know here and now is just how we live our lives here and now. How we choose to respond to Jesus here and now should inform us on what we can expect on that day. It is a day that is coming in the future. And it is a day that is dependable. Four times is a reference to a day that is coming. You see it in verse 1, twice. It's in verse 3 and again in verse 5. Verse 5 calls it the great and awesome day of the Lord. There's a sense of fear in this day. Some other translations, the NIV uses great and dreadful. The NEC and NASB use their terms great and terrible day of the Lord. There's a sense of awesome fear about this day. Verse 3 tells us it is the day when God will act. And he will act in justice. So we can refer to this as the day of the Lord. Now it's helpful for it to be used called a day. That, that there's things that we know about every day that helps us understand this coming day. We can grasp this concept that it is a dependable day 
by the fact that every kid the first day has always been another day. The sun has risen every day since the first one that was created. I don't know about you, but I'm expecting the sun to rise tomorrow. I, I'm, I can depend on that, right? It is also the day of the Lord, and so there's something about God's character that tells us it's dependable. God is faithful, the Lord is faithful, and so if He is faithful and dependable, so the coming of this day can be trusted, just like God. The second thing about referring to it as a day, it helps us to understand that it is something to be anticipated. Kids, I, I don't know what it's like for you, but have you ever missed a birthday? Have we ever skipped Christmas? Has the calendar ever gone December 24, December 26? No! It hasn't. And although your birthday always seems like forever in the future, it always comes, doesn't it? You always get there. You can pretend that your birthday will come no matter how far it feels away from where you are right now. You know that Christmas Day will always come and you can anticipate these days when they're coming. It'll be dependable, it'll be anticipated. But it's going to be a day that's going to be experienced in different ways by different people because it's a day of distinction. The distinction is made between one who serves God, or as it's also called it in verse 18, the righteous, or you could say those who trust God or fear and esteem His name. There's one group. Those who serve God, who trust Him. There's a distinction on how they will experience His day and those who do not serve God. Also referred to in Malachi as the wicked, arrogant, evil doers. You might say those who reject God. There's a distinction made between how these different groups will experience this day of the Lord. For those in the group who reject God in His way, the day of the Lord will be experienced as the day of destruction. Two things that verse 1 there tells us about this day of destruction. Burning like an oven. And it shall be a day where the arrogant and all evildoers, those who don't serve God, are ablaze. In Malachi's day, ovens look different to the ovens we have today. They weren't something that was plugged into a power point in the wall or, or plugged in through the gas and, and the heat source is kept away from where the food is not No, this was open fire oven. When I say open fire, it's not out in the open, but it is there in the same area as the food that's being cooked. 
another means that authority can fall and can carry the fall. Can select what gets exposed to the fire. We also tell that all the arrogant and all evil doers will be stubble. A stubble is like dry straw. And harvest time, that you've got the grain and the husk at the top there, and then you've got this stem. But after harvest is happened, this thing is discarded. And when it dries out, when all the moisture is gone from within the stem, it is not alive. Stubble is something that would be consumed quickly. It would also be consumed completely. Think about dry leaves at a campfire. Have you ever grabbed a handful of dry leaves and thrown them on the campfire? What happens? It's like instant combustion. It's like boom, sudden flash, heat. But then it's gone. There's nothing left. There's no substance to them. They are completely destroyed. There's no evidence that it was even there in the first place. That is also what happens to stubble. That is what will happen to those who reject God. In the picture of total destruction of those who reject God continues through the plague, it will leave them neither root nor branch. It was a year ago when Australia experienced some terrible, devastating bushfires. We're familiar with the, from school through the summer, the, the bushfire season that happens here. I don't know if you've ever driven through an area that's been affected by bushfires. Immediately after, everything is charcoal. But if you go through after the rains have been coming, normally it takes rain to put out the bushfire. What do you notice? Maybe you notice that the, the branches that still remain start to spread. You've got this amazing contrast of dark black and bright, vibrant green. Now, to say that it will leave them neither root nor branch means that, again, there will be absolutely nothing left. Nothing that goes untouched by this fire. Branches are above the ground. The roots are below the surface. There will be nothing left. No hope of flourishing in the future. The day of the Lord will be a day of absolute destruction to those who have not trusted in God. Is that what God actually injected in to do? It serves Him. Do you trust in Jesus? Or will the day of the Lord be one of complete and total destruction? That's not all the passage can talk about the Lord. Now let's look at what the day of the Lord will be like for those who serve God. 
we can see that it will be a day of delight. First notice the phrase, the sun of righteousness shall rise with healing and healing. Which points to the fact that on the day of the Lord, God will act justly and rightly. That's what the sun of righteousness is. And his actions will be to the faithful like the sun in the morning, into a path that's been hemmed in at night in the storm. There'll be one that's better than any release from isolation. So I don't know, I don't know. He, he got up early enough this morning to see the sun rising over the water or the bush or the neighbor's roof. Today was a beautiful day for us to experience something of what it's like to, to feel the, the rays of the sunshine. And there's a, a little bit of coolness about this morning. And when the, the sun hits your face, there's something about it. It's not a fire that burns, it, it is a sun that warms. Maybe you just have a stretch. Maybe you've witnessed what it is for a young child to go out and destroy the world. What do they do? They're excited, aren't they? They're leaping. They're good. They're, they're playing. But today is re- renewed strength, renewed hope. It's a day of basking in the goodness of a new day. Maybe you've seen it on the most documentary. The young ones, the kids, get out and they frolic, don't they? Not sure how much frolicking and leaping happens in your household in the morning. Maybe that's more a young person too. Maybe the parents are more, oh, I want peace and quiet. Where should we ever be? No fear, no more confinement or darkness. There is just freedom and joy. And you might even find yourself feeling bad. Think about what a daybreak it was for the young person and saying, I want to do that. I wish I was a bit more like that. Thanks to the one who serves God, those who trust in God, who value and esteem his name. Well, life now for you might be one of physical confinement. I feel like one of spiritual darkness. The day is coming when we will experience a day of physical Freedom, strength, and joy of spiritual freedom, strength, and joy. Do you anticipate that day? Do you look forward to that day? It'll be a day of realized potential. 
find it where you be convinced by sin that keeps and holding you. How long do we continue to fall down in the things that you know God wants you to overcome? Is the injustice and sin of this person's eyes? Is it something that is coming in, keeping you down? You long for a day when that will no longer be the case. You feel like the arrogant, evil doers, those who are willing to rip others off to get their own way. Whose wickedness goes unchecked by society or by God. Do you long for the day when justice will be served upon them? Maybe the black dog of depression or another mental illness has you to find, has you to forgive. It's keeping you from being the follower of Jesus is saying you know that you are the physical element and it's really against you before. So it's, it's holding you back and Lord, if only this is gone, I could realize my potential. Well, friends, the day is coming, a day of delight where that will no longer be the case. You will be free to worship and serve God as you are fully supposed to. Now, in two Malachi fashion, whether you're thinking that you've got a day of destruction or a day of delight coming your way, in two Malachi fashion, there's always a message of hope. You see that in verse. Four to six. Now these other don't miss this point. These verses are the final words in the English Old Testament. Now Old Testament is bookended by the law. The book of the law would come at the start, and the prophets which come at the end. So what, who do we have showing up? the last verses of the Old Testament. Once again, we have the law and Moses. Now Moses is the one who sort of he's the example of the law. Mention Moses, the law. Elijah is sort of the, the example of the prophets. Mention Elijah, prophet of God. There's no coincidence that we have these two mentioned right at the very end of the Old Testament. We're told that the law is to be remembered. The command in the Old Testament to remember is far more than just simply recall something or to think about something again. It always means And once again, God's people are told to remember the law of Moses. Remember the covenant. The 
don't just bring it to the front of your mind. Bring it to your hands and feet as well. Bring it to the front of your heart. Remember it. Act on it. Tonight we're calling them to remember the law of God says that He will send Elijah the prophet. And Elijah will move your heart. He will, he will cause you to act. Hearts of fathers will turn to their children. Hearts of children to their fathers. Or to put it another way, he will turn the hearts of fathers and sons to love and trust in me, says God. We the fact is, we cannot turn our own hearts, can we? Though we might decide and though we might desire to turn our hearts to God, it's not within us. We need God to turn our hearts. And praise God, He does that. He calls us to remember His law, and then He comes and enables our hearts to be turned and act in remembering the law. Is he turning your heart? Has it been turned towards him? Are you even open to that tonight? Are you open for him to give you a heart that will cause you to act in the way he desires? Maybe you're realizing that there's more to the Bible. Or more to Jesus than you want to Friends, that might be God through the spirit of Elijah, you might say, turning your heart towards Him. Don't ignore it. Now, prophecy is coming in behavior. It's not confined to the Old Testament. It could already be covered by the lips of Jesus Christ. Matthew chapter 25. This is Jesus talking. He says, When the Son of Man comes in his glory, and all the angels with him, then he will sit on his glorious throne. Before him will be gathered all the nations, and he will separate people, one from another, as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And he will place the sheep on his right, but the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. Verse 49. Then he will say to those on his left, Depart from me, you cursed, into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. Verse 46. And these will go away to eternal punishment. But the righteous into eternal life. Which one of those two scenarios describes how you think about the day of the Lord? Would be a day for you one of destruction or one of delight? Maybe you're you're happy to take your chances when this day comes. Maybe you don't actually 
think about it, you've never really thought about what's coming ahead in the future for this world. Or maybe you even doubt it. It's something that the religious Bible talks about. But really, maybe you doubt it. You doubt it. So if this describes you this morning, a couple of things I suggest might be helpful. Number one, consider your life. Take some time to think about it. Think about it for the first time. Or think about it once more. Is there any doubt this is coming? That's a logical conclusion to how you're living your life. If you expect the day of the life or the day of destruction to come in your life. Maybe there's something practical you can do to help think about this. Now, we're, we're told we're in autumn, we're coming into winter, many things coming up, I think. Campfires are going to be a thing, right? Maybe you're sitting around a fire, they're a great time to contemplate and think about these questions, right? Maybe you're just in the backyard, you've got a bit of one there. Next time you're around a campfire, just grab a handful of old grass leaves. Throw them in. Will my faith be stimulated to double on the day of the week? If you feel God in that moment, how do you lift your heart? How do you hold the Holy Spirit? You feel the Lord as you're considering your life saying, there's something in this. Through, as the Lord Jesus said. Let's see once again what Malachi has said to say about this. So maybe that's not you. Maybe you this morning to feel safe. It's the day of the Lord comes back to say that. Let me ask you what difference is the anticipation of that day? Maybe you're not even anticipating it. Maybe it's just down there. It has no effect, really, on your day to day. Let's be reminded this morning that Malachi prophesied to people who thought they were safe. To the people of God, his chosen people. And throughout the prophecy, he highlights, maybe they're not safe after all. 
Jesus says to me, in Matthew 7, song, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name? And in your name drive out demons, and in your name perform many miracles. Then I will say to them plainly, I never knew you. Away from me, you evil doers. You consider yourself a saint in the day of Well, it's worth thinking about. Again, your life. Go back again through Malachi. Is there a, a depth to what I do? Is there a heart of genuine relationship and service to God about what I do? Or is it just surface stuff? I mean, the things that the people of Israel are accused of by God, we all need to consider our lives. So maybe it is a day the Lord will be wanting genuinely to forgive us. You are serving God. You're, you're longing for the day when justice to be measured out upon the earth. You're eager to be free from sin. You're eager to be free from the, the things that constrain you. Remember the things that God has called us to do. Don't just call it to mind. Don't just think of it. But act upon it. For those who trust in Jesus, a day is coming soon when the Son of Righteousness shall rise with healing ministry. And you shall go out leaping like tired and discouraged. Let's look forward to that day. Let's tell others about what the day of the Lord has been to us. Let me pray. Our loving Father in heaven, we thank you, Lord, that Lord, we want to thank you that you are the God of justice. Lord, though we might look at our own lives, though we might look at the world around us and say, it is not right that the wicked seem to go unpunished. Lord, we might look around us and say, it's unfair that those who we might call righteous, those who trust you wholeheartedly, they can such pain and suffering in so many ways. Lord, we thank you that once again this morning, 
You remind us that you are the God of all justice. And that when you, Lord Jesus, come again, when your day comes, it will be a day of justice where the guilty are punished, where the righteous are sealed. The Lord, we thank you that we can only claim that healing because you are a God whose justice includes mercy. You are a God of grace. And as we look, Lord Jesus, and as we're about to in the coming weeks, very vividly look at you, who came in, lived a righteous life, who died on the cross so that justice for sin could be measured upon you for us. Lord, we can once again give praise to you that you are a God of grace and that the justice, the punishment, the destruction that was due to us because of who we are and how we live has been measured upon our Lord Jesus Christ. That He has endured the fire of our destruction so that we may experience the day of the Lord as a day of weeping, a day of healing, a day of rest. Our God, we thank you that this is who you are. We can depend on you. And Lord, we want to offer ourselves a fresh to you this morning. Encourage us through these words, we pray, for your glory we ask in Jesus' name. Thanks for joining us for this presentation from North Pine Baptist Church. For more information and to connect with us, visit npbc.org.au.